TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo. It's in time. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The unforgettable end to the 2016 World Series. The Cubs win the title, of course, called by Hall of Famer Pat Hughes. And as we get ready to do our two here on Inside the Cubhouse. Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito, and for David today. Uh, our next guest needs no introduction, but we're going to give him a very nice one anyway. He joins us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is a man for all seasons, especially baseball season. Our good friend Joe Madden joins us today on Inside the Clubhouse. Joe, thanks for taking some time out today. How is your fall going so far? Uh, first of all, good morning, guys, and thanks for having me on. Uh, beautifully, I'm in Pennsylvania, and I'm sitting in my sunroom in the back, and if I look out at the mountains, it's all they're all different colors. Uh, possibly my favorite time of the year back here um, ever since the time I was a kid. Football season, playoff baseball weather season, so I'm really enjoying myself. Wonderful, Joe, and, and you've got to be enjoying uh, some of what's happening here in the uh, playoffs with, uh, and I don't want to say – the old guy managers, but uh, certainly it's it's been uh, it's been nice to see Bruce Bochy, Dusty Baker, both Hall of Fame uh, quality guys uh, do well and their teams do well here as we advance in the postseason. Yeah, listen, uh, they're very good at what they do. Worked against both of them. Uh, they're friends of mine. <clears throat> it's interesting to watch how they um, uh, work the game compared to some others. Um, you can see it's it's really based on uh, what they do before the game and then in the game, obviously, what's what's happening and they react to it. Uh, uh, tons of respect for both of these gentlemen. I'm very happy for them, and it's, it's great to see that they're still doing it. Recommended reading is the book of Joe, Joe Madden's mm-hmm. take on baseball and his career. 
in the book, uh, Joe is not shy about talking about how analytics departments have interfered with uh, common baseball days and the way that information is processed and used. Joe, uh, what is your what is your take on mm. on the playoffs here? We've seen some moves that were obviously analytics driven, some of them gut driven. Mm. Uh, is it is it very obvious to you, Joe, when something is analytics driven rather than from the gut? It pretty much is. And, you know, I just want to set this up by saying, listen, I love all that stuff. And I would utilize that uh, prior to the game. Uh, my That card I had in my back pocket always had a bunch of stuff on it. But I would go over it before the game. You play the game three times before, during, and after. And uh, the before the game stuff, all the analytics numbers are theory. That's all theory, and if everything works perfectly, this is what it looks like. <clears throat> but when the game begins to be played, things change all the time. They change rapidly. And at that point, you have to rely on your baseball acumen, um, the, the baseball wisdom that you may have acquired, experience, et cetera. And eventually after the game, I would go over it once again. So I, you know, the way it's being um, presented, I guess the best way to, to describe it, it's obvious. It's obvious. Like, you know, what uh, Tori did the other day is obvious, but – that's the, the method that that club's employing right now, and they believe in it. Uh, and that's fine. I have no issues with that. I'm just saying that's what I've been talking about. That's where kind of like I had a difficult time when there's too much interference and not just suggestions, uh, information given to me before the game. I'm sure Dusty feels the same way, and I would bet that, uh, and I know Bruce does also. So, um, again, I love it, want it all. But then at, there's a certain point, certain juncture that, Baseball people need to do baseball things, and analytical people need to do analytical things. And they're, they're different. It's separate. Uh, for me, the anal- analytics component of it, it sets that up for um, it's kind of a safety net for decision-making. Uh, so when it doesn't work out, it's okay because we all agreed it was the right thing to do, and it didn't work out. And then it's, it's minus um, experience um, and the ability to make adjustments in the moment. So that's how I see it all. I prefer – uh, utilizing both elements. I, I, I'm not an extremist. I don't want all one or the other. I like balance, and I think that's everybody's seeking to achieve. That's Joe Madden, former Cubs manager and uh, baseball great, uh, as we talk to him here on Inside the Clubhouse on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And Joe, as we talk about the postseason and Chicago fans, especially Cub fans, certainly uh, paying close attention to what Kyle Schwarber does. You, of course, had him mm-hmm. here, and there he is uh, launching Schwarbombs with great frequency out of that leadoff spot and uh, something I know we talked greatly about uh, when he was here with the Cubs when you had him up there. But uh, it's got to be uh, pretty cool for you to watch Schwarbs do what he's doing in the postseason. Really happy for him. You guys know. I mean, his, he's, he is what he looks like. He's, uh, he's a blunt object. There's, there's, not, there's not a lot of frill about him. He's, <laughs> he's a baseball player. Um, he comes from a wonderful background of first responders. I love my conversations with him. He stares at you with those deep brown eyes. Um, he's got this little smirk, this giggle, uh, and he does have a wonderful sense of humor. But I'm happy. I could not be happier for him. This is who he is. That's what he does. He's got the scorpion. The scorpion stings. He hits uh, bombs. And, that, and that's what he's done in the past. That's what he's doing right now. And, and then furthermore, he could say he could ignite the entire group. So I cannot be more pleased uh, for him and with him and his family. And I, think it's, I know it's going to continue. The connection you had with your players was special. We see the four managers left in the game right mm-hmm. now. 
I know them all personally. I know what they do. They are very good at handling personnel. But Lawrence Holmes, your, your old friend from our show, Bernstein and Holmes in, in middays here in the score, had an interview with Nick Castellanos about some things that you had told Lawrence during your manager's show with Lawrence back in 2019. Let's take a listen to the reaction of Nick Castellanos hearing about all the good things that you had said about him back in 2019. So you hear that from Joe Madden saying that about you. How does that make you feel? Uh, I don't know, kind of like I want to cry. <laughs> and he actually is tearing up a little bit. Why, why does it make you want to cry? I don't know. It just does. Um, uh, it's easy for something that we love to get looked at like a business, you know? And um, I feel like that sucks. And that not just in baseball, but just like in everything in life, you know? So it just makes me feel good to hear him say that. Uh, quite a quite a reaction from Nick, and uh, the reason I wanted to play that is, Joe, people like myself and others who cover the game, we have a little idea about the connection in a clubhouse, but nothing to the magnitude of what you guys go through 200 times a year. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about how these relationships come on and how the how impactful you were to him in a, a short two-month period in 2019 when he was a Chicago Cub. Well, I mean, we all, you know, you look at the game and we watch the game and everybody analyzes the game uh, post, and it's primarily based on how it's perceived that a manager u- utilizes bullpen, the obvious kind of stuff. Um, really what it comes down to, it's the obviously the non-obvious stuff, and that goes back uh, to when these guys were in the minor leagues or in college or in high school and drafted and how they showed up and, uh, they, they, they began their professional careers, and you have no idea what they looked like back then. You have no idea the amount of work they put into it. You know how many, how many times they've cried like that or the, the exhilaration of, of great moments. So for me, when I, when I get to the point, first of all, I learned that. I mean, we've talked about this before. I learned all of that from Gene Mock with mm-hmm. one sentence. The one time he told me in an instructional league that I've created a great atmosphere there in 1984, I believe it was. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just doing what I do. But he made me think about it. What we were doing was building relationships, and we were creating trust, and we were exchanging ideas, and everybody had thick skin, and that's what we did. So that's what, that's what I attempt to do wherever I go somewhere. There's the relationships, the trust, uh, exchange of ideas, and then the thick skin, meaning that you have to be able to argue or disagree in order to really become great. Uh, today, I think you see, and I think I know I'm seeing too often that uh, groups uh, kind of re- uh, refrain from that. They don't like that. They push back from that. It's because this person doesn't agree with me that um, he really shouldn't be here. That's, that's exactly the person I want on my staff, the guy that's willing to disagree with me and then go outside of uh, the clubhouse and, and be one and, and uh, work for the greater good of this group. So within the clubhouse, it's all about that. I try to nurture that. I have nurtured that with every group that I've had. And then individually, like a guy like Nick, I wanted to get to know him very quickly because obviously he came in and he can make a great impact with us. And uh, Nick's got this wonderful stare about him, and he comes up to me for every game and he says, happy opening day. Hey, Skip, happy opening day. With these really, these big deadpans, you man. 
And I would just stay there with him and look him in the eyeballs, and we would just exchange a couple more words. Um, and he, he could still see with the Phillies right now. He is um, deeply involved in everything that he does. Look at his family, his kid. Everything about Nick is is absolutely about the moment, and he's it's about him second and about everybody else first. And that's what I learned with him, and that's what I try to learn with all of my guys. Where are they coming from? What can I do to help them? What's the right thing to say to them? And then final point, absolute honesty, because if I'm honest with them, they might not like me for a week or 10 days, but if I lie to them, they're going to hate me forever. So all of these things, uh, that's a, kind of in a nutshell what I try to get done, and I think if you do that, you're going you're to have a pretty successful locker room. Joe Madden, our guest on Inside the Clubhouse on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. And, Joe, certainly your tenure here with the Cubs capped with the World Series that we played, uh, the highlight uh, coming out. But you talk about creating an atmosphere and, you know, talk about achieving great things from 15 to 16 and then beyond. But probably the greatest five-year stretch in recent Cubs history. It has to be, right, with the World Series title. But how did you maintain atmosphere with so much else going on around there, especially after that world championship? Well, you really you really have to bring whatever you have to bear on a daily basis. You never take anything for granted. And when you walk in the door, they have to see the same guy walk in the door every day, whether it's been good or bad. They have to see, see the same dude walk in the door. They have to see, hear a consistent message from me. And, uh, and I think they did. And that, that's always my main objective uh, when I uh, serve as the role as a manager. So that's it. I mean, I think it, again, I, I tend to oversimplify, but one of the things I try always to bring out there is to do simple better. I think everybody wants to convolute and complicate, and I really want to be the exact opposite. I had a great group of guys. It was a great structure. Um, they're one of them. And the, the reason why the Cubs are good is because the players are so good. That's it, period, exclamation point. We had such really good players. We did create a good atmosphere, and then they don't discount ever the ballpark and the people in that city, the fans. Um, it's such a unique place to exist. I Best five years of my baseball existence, and quite frankly, it should have lasted a lot longer than it did. There's no question. I'll argue that with anybody. So um, love every moment of it. And, again, great stuff, great group, whatever. But do not discount Wrigley and Chicago uh, Cub fans. Joe, I have to go back to Castellanos, who – is one of the more interesting players I've ever met. And as you heard uh, from the soundbite with Lawrence, one of the most emotional. Uh, after he was done playing for you guys, and he played two great months, he had 58 doubles that year. He came and he, he just continued to, to hit bombs to right center field all day long for you guys. I talked to him and I said, what was that experience like with the Cubs? And he said, it was great playing for the manager and the coaches and the fans. He said, to be honest with you, I was disappointed in, in some of the players and that they were detached. Uh, I came there looking for great energy that they brought me in and we were going to win. And uh, the players, some of the players seemed to be elsewhere. And it was very surprising to him. When you look back at 2019 and you saw how it ended, can you relate to what he said and uh, maybe some of the frustration you had in your last year of, having to do multiple jobs and just be a manager, but also uh, try to find magic for the uh, front office there that, that was no longer there because of players having uh, distractions from contracts and whatever. You know, typically Nick's very observant, um, and I cannot disagree with that, even right down to my situation because uh, the way it 
Um, you know, Theo talked to me before that season began, even in the off season, about not extending my contract because we wanted to concentrate on the game, something to that effect. And uh, I, you know, I thought it was inappropriate, but nevertheless, I still uh, stayed with it and stuck with it. And during the course of this season, it was pretty obvious that um, things weren't going to work out. And I'm certain the players uh, felt that all the way through. And furthermore, like you said, a lot of the guys um, were at that point where they pretty much knew they were going to be traded or if guys that needed to be extended right there wasn't going to just wasn't going to happen. It was um, it had been made up that uh, the Cubs are going to go in a different direction. Um, regardless, almost, I mean, short of us winning the World Series that year, things were going to change. And that's just that was the feeling all season long. And uh, again, Nick was right on the money with that. It, it, it was disappointing. No question. Um uh, it's like I said, I wanted to stay longer. Um, and I know the, the coaching staff, uh, which I felt really strongly about. And then, of course, the players, if you look at their performances while we were there and together, uh, pretty good compared to what ended up uh, with some of the guys after they had left. So, yes, it was uh, it was an awkward year, um, some kind of a transitional year. that was, To me, it was forced. It wasn't organic, and it should not have happened that way. Uh, we should have been together at least, I think, three more years after that and with a really strong chance of repeating what we had done. Joe, do you think that's because of, you know, all the success and all the things that come with that and the scrutiny and maybe the extra pressure from, from all levels? Or can you pinpoint anything that, uh, that, you, that you feel was why that fell apart as it did? I really don't. I, I, don't, I, I honestly don't know why because it um, – you know, the, the, it started with uh, the loss to the, in the wild card game to the Rockies and the fact that the um, Brewers had caught us in the previous year, which, you know, wasn't that we were so bad. It's just that they were that good. And then we lose a 2-1 extra inning playoff game. And then it pretty much was established that what everything we had been doing at that point wasn't wasn't good enough anymore. And that, that's it. So at that point, I started to, uh, you know, had meetings where I was uh, asked to do things differently, uh, which was like the first time that ever had happened uh, regarding me as a coach or a manager, because I pretty much, I don't want to say unilaterally did things, but I, I was really had strong input into how things were uh, constructed after that. And it, it kind of like started to change. So I knew that. I knew that. Of course, if you uh, understand that and you're in that position, you you know things are going to change. And But I, I really, um, obviously, uh, of course, gave it the, a really good bolt the next season. It just didn't play. So I think the, the, the real the seminal moment where things began to change was losing in the uh, wild card game because after winning the World Series and everybody hearing about this team becoming a dynasty, dynastic, it was, you know, that's, it just doesn't happen anymore, except they were the Houston Astros, obviously. Uh, we just didn't have all of that. We didn't have the pitching and everything else that they have, have right now. And just quite frankly, the, the way their players approach the game every day is pretty special and uh, uh, spearheaded by the leadoff guy and Bregman and, of course, some other guys. So I think that's what was expected of us, and we didn't have all the ingredients to do that. A reminder, Joe, the book of Joe is out there. Get it on Amazon or any of your great book-finding places to go. Uh, Joe also does a podcast with Tom Verducci every week. Pay attention to that. Get on that. It's great, great theater. Joe, my final question to you, and Mike and I appreciate Mm -hmm. your time as always, my friend. When you uh, look at the four managerial openings uh, at this point in time, have you been contacted? Do you think you'll be contacted? And because of your strong stands and your opinions, do you think you will not be asked to manage again at this point in time? 
Yeah, I haven't I haven't been contacted, and I, I don't think they're really good matches for me. The the openings that exist, um, and I, I agree. I mean, I know that my stance has probably pushed some people away, and that's fine. I but I cannot. Uh, I'm, I'm, I won't go back to work under the same circumstances that I left. Uh, if something changes over the next year or two within the um, industry and ownership uh, may seek a different direction, and then of course who's ever running the team front office-wise, then that might be my best opportunity. Um, in the meantime, if I get a chance, I'd be absolutely willing to work in a front office uh, with somebody if they feel as though what I could offer is, is important. But And if not, I, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. But I, I can't – I'm not willing to settle and just um, play along and say things that people want me to say because it's, it's just not true. I'm just telling you what's going on right now and how I feel, and I know I know the right way to do things. And I'd love to put together a super coaching staff, super bunch of superstars with a superstar group of analytical people and create the balance that I think is necessary to replicate this on an annual basis. To me, that would be exciting if I ever get that opportunity. Joe, we appreciate uh, your time as always. Stay in touch, my friend. I know you're in and out of Chicago doing appearances all the time. Hope to see you then. Have a, a great off season and all the best. To you and Wendy, we will talk to you again soon, I hope. Thank you, brother, and please my best to everybody back there. I have been there several times over the last year, and I've had a blast every time, man. I, I can't uh, – I have, you have to understand what I mean. Uh, when I say it, I totally mean it. The best fans, best ballpark, that is the big leagues of the big leagues playing for the Cubs. Joe, have a great day. Thanks for everything. You too, brother. See you guys. Take care. Bye. All right. Joe Madden, Mike, uh, at his very best, always interesting, always intriguing, always honest to a point of putting his career as a manager maybe in jeopardy forever at this point. Yep, and and you mentioned the book of Joe. I've read it. It's excellent. Uh, You heard uh, a lot of uh, what he had to say right there about how things uh, are going around baseball and some of the things about how uh, his tenure ended here in Chicago. I know – Listen, and we were we were guilty of it, Bruce. If you rewind to inside the clubhouses back in uh, 2016, 2017, and you're talking about, you know, cores and dynasties and whatever, we were right there with them. We were we were talking about it, and it's uh, easier said than done. Is for a team that really was up there and competitive, super competitive every year for the five-year tenure of Joe Madden. It was uh, one of the great times in Cubs history. Mike, we're going to take a step out. Bears Monday. Remember to read that, Mike, before we leave. Absolutely. And also, I got it right here. Also, people can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine on the website 670thescore.com. I'll be writing more about Yuki Matsui, about the White Sox, maybe pursuit of Whit Merrifield if he becomes a free agent. Look for those stories coming up this week. Mike, great uh, having you on the show. Great to have you this winter with us. I'll See you next week. Sean Sears, thanks for everything. We appreciate it, Bruce. Our thanks to Joe Madden and our thanks to the White Sox new director of player personnel, Gene Watson. And as Bruce mentioned, tune in all day on Monday for your reaction to Bears and Raiders. Gabe Ramirez will be live overnight from midnight to 5 a.m., followed by Mully and Haw, Bernstein and Holmes, and Parkins and Spiegel throughout your work day. So hang out with us on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game Illinois.com. All right here on 670 The Score and the free Odyssey app. 
Coming up next, college football, a great one from the Big Ten, Penn State and Ohio State. We are looking forward to that. We're looking forward to being back on Inside the Clubhouse next week. Alongside Bruce Levine, I'm Mike Esposito. College football next here on 670 The Score. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.